Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Huge thrill for On The Mark today as... The original crossover king, Tim Hardaway, in studio. Great to see you, Timmy. Hey, thank you for having me. No, just, just, just know. I, I grew up. I grew up watching you. I, I, I would emulate everyone. And I try to emulate you, mm-hmm. but I, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't pull it off. It, it, it was too good. Carver High School, five-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA First Team, number ten retired at UTEP, retired down in Miami, and uh, great. Just, just great to see you. Congrats on an amazing career. Thank you. Appreciate it. So. Let's start here with uh, Run TMC, and I want I want to know how you think that crew would do in today's game. What type oh. of, What type of numbers would that crew put up right now? What What type of numbers that crew put up right now is be out of control. Uh, we didn't We didn't shoot threes like they're shooting threes now. We We shot threes when it was available and when we was open. Now they just shooting threes just to shoot threes because the analytics say shoot threes. So it back in that era, the way we played, we could play in this era. No question. No question. Some people couldn't play in our era back in our day because it was too much, you know, push and shove and knocking you down. Physicality was, you know, off the shot chart. Now, if you get a foul, they going to see if it's flagrant. Back right. then, that was just a common foul. Sure, foul. Let's go shooting a non-shoot. That was it. But um, you know, the way the game is played today is the nobody didn't understand back in the nineties what we was doing. We was just playing the same game in the nineties that they playing today. But Don Nelson had his. He was ahead of his time, and them guys didn't understand it, having a center bring the ball up. When he went to New York, he said, Patrick, I want you to bring the ball up. Patrick's like, man, I don't want to bring the ball up. <laughs> I don't want to initiate offense. But he said, you know, and, and now big men are initiating offense. They're shooting threes. They are um, um, doing the unthinkable out there as big men shouldn't be doing. And that's the way Don Nelson Envision the game. Everybody being as one and as playing as one and, and doing what they're supposed to do out there on the court to win the, the, the games. But um, we had fun playing um, and we we enjoyed it. I mean, you got I got Chris on one side, Mitch on the other side. You can hear them running. You can hear them saying, yo, Tim, on your left, on your right. It was just, just beautiful basketball. And we just knew how to play with one another. It, it was one of the most fun teams to ever watch in NBA history. But I, I'm, I'm thinking – Okay, I'm trying to guard Tim Hardaway. I'm an elite NBA player. I got a shot at that at, at, at doing something. But then you take away the hand check. Yes, take away the hand check. You know, it's t- it's kind of tough. Yeah, it's kind of tough. 
That's the way we grew up. Yeah. We, we grew up hand checking. We grew up in that era. That era it was hand checking. That era was physicality. This era is not physicality. This era is not hand checking. And that's the way these guys are growing up today because it's being taught differently. And we understand it. And it, all eras are different. And we can't say that, you know, they wouldn't work in our era because we wouldn't know because they didn't play in our era. They didn't grow up in our era. But, you know, we, we our era is our era. Their era is there. And it's still fun basketball. Okay. So you're, 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 being, you're being nice right now, and I, which is cool. But so uh, the conversation out there is always you get the LeBron Michael conversation. You got you got the Warriors Bulls conversation, and to me, Golden State's come up the court. Steph crosses half court. Scottie Pippen's about to greet you. I think that's a problem for for that Warriors team. No question. Uh, you know, and then Mike compared to LeBron. I, you know, fourth quarter, you need a bucket. I'm giving it to I'm giving it to old school. That's just me. That's me too. Okay. That's me too. So I mean, I mean, I, I, like I said, Mike was a killer. I'm not saying LeBron is not a killer. I'm just saying Mike was an assassin. He comes out. And he 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 wanted to just kill you and beat you all the time, and he he didn't take any days off. LeBron is different. He grew up different. He didn't grow up as he he grew up differently, hard, but the game wasn't played the way coming down when he was growing up in high school. The game wasn't played the way we played in high school. So, and he was always much, much, much bigger yep. than everybody. So he was, you know, overpowering people. So uh, you know, it's totally different. But it's all about the killing instinct. If you got the killer instinct in you, Mike had the killer instinct. At times, LeBron has the killer instinct. Not all the time. So that that's that's the difference. Yeah, I uh, I heard a story. You you of course were drafted in '89, 14 overall to Golden State. You're a Chicago guy. Bulls had that year. They had the six overall pick. They had the 18 and the 20. And there wasn't any real clear-cut guy. The Bulls picked Stacey King, who you know had a career, but you know isn't didn't have a Tim Hardaway career. Let's put it like that. I heard that Mike played in some game with you and was like, whoever that dude is, <laughs> I, I, you could have been a bull. That, that I, I could have been a bull. I came down here after my, what's that, senior year of college. Okay. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm from Chicago, so I drove up to the, to the uh, practice facility, and I didn't know it was that far. But I drove <laughs> up there and had a great – Great workout with Doug Collins and, and and the staff. Even Phil was there yeah. and everything. Had a great workout. And but two years before that, I played against Mike in a summer league tournament. Okay. At IIT, a pro am tournament. And he had fifty three or fifty five. I had fifty three, fifty two, somewhere in there. And he he looked at me. He said, "You got a chance." And when he told me that, I was like. I got a chance to make it to the NBA. That's great. You know, that that's that's cool. I, I got a chance. That's all I need to hear. So you well hold on. Let's see, this is after your sophomore year, summer. Summer, yes. So you do you think that at that point that I'm an NBA player? No, I don't think right then I'm an NBA player. Right. I think that I have a chance to be an NBA ball player. So let me keep doing what I'm doing and 
make sure that I, my game is up to par. So when it when it when it reaches that where I need to go in and and play against these guys in these postseasons and 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 these these tournaments and everything like the senior tournament, like the Portsmouth Virginia tournament, like back then it was in Orlando, the Chicago sure. uh, pro, um, combine was in Orlando, so. In Orlando, I played there. So I, I, the senior year, I got MVP. Portsmouth, Virginia, I got MVP. Then I was all tournament team in Orlando. So you got to go out there and prove yourself every day and every night to show them that you that you belong. And that's what I did. Where when did you learn the crossover? How'd that happen? Oh man, I, I've been dribbling all my life. Been short all my life. Been dribbling all my life. Been making moves, trying to get past people my whole career. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say. When I was in college, my first year in college, I was just playing game of basketball. Me and my teammate of mine, and I done this move and I dunked on him. And he—that's when I was dunking back. <laughs> I was dunking. I was dunking. And I dunked on him. And the custodian up in the in the stands was like, "Wow!" And we was like, "What you doing here? You're not supposed to be here yet." So, and but I was like, "All right, we gotta go, man. We gotta go. We gotta go get some food or whatever." everything's about to close he's like no 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 I can't leave on that note I got dunked on and I lose the game I can't I can't leave on that note so we played again and I was just crossing them over and at at that particular time I did not know what I was doing I was just playing basketball right so when it evolved in the NBA and then Magic said, hell, he got a killer crossover. That's when everybody started taking notice. But I was just doing it, even my rookie year, I was just doing it and and not even knowing that, you know, it was a it was a crossover. That's amazing. So you were just I'm, I'm straight hooping. This is how I play this the game. This how I play. This, that's it. This is how I play the game. This is how, you know, I'm just straight hooping. Yeah. What what's uh what's your memories of playing against Magic? Oh man, first time I played against Magic, I was in awe. Uh, I was in the great Western form and you see all the stars sitting on the floor right there. And I'm playing, but I'm really not playing. You know, you, you out there, you know, you just out there, but your mind, I'm looking at magic like, <laughs> damn, I'm on the same court on a great Western form playing against Magic Johnson. Coach called his timeout and said, Tim, you all right? I'm like, yes, what are you talking about? He said, no, you look like you're in a daze. And almost said, I'm playing on the Great Western Forum with magic that I used to see on TV. Uh, I caught myself and I said, let me shut up. And I said, you know, no, I'm not okay. I need a minute. Can you take me out? He said, okay. He took me out and I just sat there. And I'm looking at the stars. They still coming in, sitting down, laughing and everything. And it took me, you know, a couple of minutes to just soak all this in. And I told him I'm ready. He said, what was wrong with you? I said, yes, I was in the days. After the game, I said, yes, I was in the days. But then we went out there. We lost the game, but it, I, 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 we didn't lose by too, many, too much. Because yeah. if, if I was still going to play in that days, we would have lost by, by about 40. Don Nelson was your coach rookie year, Correct. Right? Okay, this, I'm going to go off the board here a second. Was Don getting faded before games? No, no, 
No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, I say no. that with all love. Like, no, hey. no, 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 no. Don Nelson was not getting faded before the games. <laughs> not at all. Okay. Well, I mean, he's out there in Hawaii now, well, straight chilling. Hey, you know what? <laughs> the best of Don Nelson, I appreciate Don Nelson. He's turning 80, or he turned 80, and he has done a lot for this game. No question. On and off the court, and I wish him nothing but the best. And um, – that's all. Okay. It sounds like you, I mean, mad respect, like he gave you the freedom to be you. Yes, he did. He did. Without, you know, without him, first of all, yeah. lying to everybody, saying that I had a bad knee and I was only going to be two or three years of playing NBA basketball and then taking me. Okay. You know, he cost me a lot of money. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, it worked out to my favor. It worked out. To where I need to be at and to start my career off at. And um, and I appreciate that, Don Nelson. Yeah. Uh, I want to stay on the rookie year for one more second. You came in, people might forget, you were at number five right there. Manu, right. Bo- Manu Bowles on that team, wearing 10. Manu, RIP, one of the most no beloved question. one of the most question. beloved figures uh, in NBA history. No question. Um, do, you have, do you have a Manu story? Oh, man, I got a lot of Manu stories. Uh, first story. Manute, what's up, man? How you doing, Tim? What's going on? We talking. Um, <laughs> you know, number 10 is my favorite number. You know? Right. Okay. <laughs> um, how can I get number 10? Um, how much do you got? I say, you know, I don't know. He just said 500,000. I said 500,000? <laughs> I said, Manute, that's how much my salary is. He said, if you want the number that bad, the number is 500000 Wow. I said, I take number five, please. <laughs> <laughs> I take, I'm, I'm cool with number five. I'm cool with number five. So that's that's one of the new stories. And every time you tell, you say, you say Manute, Manute, you talk, say, I'm, I'm sorry, Manute, I know you are. So that means that you... you He's saying that you're a sorry person when you say I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So he said, I know you are. So I was like, oh, so you get I stopped saying I'm sorry. He uh he was just this I remember the picture you remember the picture of him in the pool? Yes. I mean seven seven, seven, he's, seven. he's straight up. Yeah. I think it was Sports Illustrated that had that. Yep. I'm gonna tell you another story. Yeah. So they said, Manute, you gotta move your car, man. You you blocking a truck getting in. He had a big Bronco. Okay. I said, Manute, let me go, let me go move your car. <laughs> let me go move your car. He said, okay. So the steering wheel is like way up there, right? The seat is back here. I was like, wow. I had to literally stand up in his car and drive it out and take it and put it in the parking spot out where we parked at. He said, Did you have fun? I said, man. That was the best experience of my life right there. I, I you are long. I mean I mean you said he I mean he's sitting back here and he driving and the steering wheel is <laughs> I mean way up there. I mean I'm not even close to the steering wheel right now. It's still another, you know, 30 inches or whatever. I'm like, Manu. I said, man, I, I love you, Manu. Love you, man. I you know, rest in peace and we all miss him. Great person. Yeah. Um all about friendship, all about team, and uh, 
we definitely miss him. And I'm happy about his son being in the NBA. Yeah, gave so much back. No question. I mean, just that that he was asking you for 500k, but that wallet was open. Oh yeah, his his wallet. Yes, you're right about that. His wallet was open yeah. to help anybody yeah. anywhere. Uh, all right, give me give me a Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond. Oh man. <laughs> Before every game, that's when Mitch had hair. <laughs> Before every game, he used to go on the, in, the, in the mirror and fix his hair and fix his uniform, make everything all right and straight before he put on his warm-ups and had everything. And we used to just look and watch Mitch. And he, he'd really be like doing his hair and everything. And uh, we say, you ready now? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready now. See, I, I never, I never get that with guys, and and even like even women play in sports. Like you're, you're, you're trying to make yourself look good. Go out there, you're gonna sweat like a pig. But you I mean, know what? It's, a, it's, it's a perception. I always like when you get new gym shoes. Yeah. You feel good. Yeah. When you, when you, when you go out there and you look good, you feel good. and You're ready to play, and and that's a perception. I, I was, I'm looking through. Uh, you know, the guys you play with, and obviously Golden State, Miami, and and, and past that, and I'm, I'm looking at Billy Owens' name. I'm thinking, would 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 Tim Hardaway say that's one of the more underrated guys that you play? With? Like, who would fall on like guys that you play with? Like all underrated. I wrote down, I wrote down Gugliata, Gatling. I could be totally wrong about these, by the way. I'm looking at like Ronnie Cycli, Rod Higgins, like guys that like no one thinks of that that had Vashon Leonard, that had some level of game that you respected. Does anyone come to mind? Um, you know, Chris Gatling. Um, I would say Rod Higgins, uh, and I'm I'm gonna name three or four guys. Uh, you get. The Trail Spreewell. Yep. You have Vashon Leonard, Jamal Mashburn, and PJ Brown. Interesting. You know, all those guys was um, I think underappreciated, and nobody says enough of them. Well, what was Spree like? Spree was different. Spree <laughs> was very different. Quiet. Um, Interesting. But he, you know, he was, I never seen a person that never worked on his game during all season, but come in the first day of practice, ready to play and ready to, ready to hoop and, 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 but never worked on his game, but he worked on his game all season long. Right. But, you know, he said all season it was for him and he didn't want to work on his game. But I understand. I mean, some people are different. You got 82 games. Yeah. You got a long season. Uh, you, you in there day in and day out. You don't have no freedom, to tell you the truth. So I, I understand where he, he was coming from. Well, so I guess Spree was doing his own load management. <laughs> doing a summer. Yeah, I, doing a summer. So I'm going to let my body heal. Which, right. I mean, right. A lot of people do. Yeah. You know, a lot of people let, they, let their body heal. What, what did you do? What did I do? I played more basketball. I love coming back to the city of Chicago. Uh, I let my body heal for about, you know, if we if we was in the playoffs, 
Um, and if we went far, I let my body heal for about, you know, not playing no basketball, right. any basketball for at least two, two and a half months. Okay. And, and let my body heal. But I still lift weights. I still got on the treadmill or ride, rode the bike or something like that. But I never got on the Stairmaster, but I never did play any basketball. I didn't touch a basketball for at least two, two and a half months. Cause I, I touched the ball every day since October the 1st. Till whenever he was out of the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about like KD right now, like just dudes that hoop, 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 yeah. hoop, hoop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he. But you know what? He does take time off. Okay. He does take at least a month off. Okay. I, I mean, I think you got to. You, you have to. Yeah, you, you have to. You, you, there's that grind is real. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's let's go from Golden State to Miami. You get traded with Chris Gatley, who we mentioned. For Kevin Willis and Bimbo Coles. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that trade. I'm like, I'm getting angry just reading that. <laughs> that can't be right. How, how does Tim Hardaway, who belongs in the Hall of Fame, get in trade? Bank. But that was, that was well, they weren't banking on, they were worried about your knee? Well, it, it, it was, I wasn't playing. I yeah. wasn't starting. I wasn't playing. I was probably playing 14 minutes a game. And for some reason, Rick Edelman, I probably wasn't this type of basketball player. Who okay. knows? I, you know, who knows? But um, I definitely had to get out, and I got out. I knew I could still play. I knew I had a bunch of years in me, and I went to the right team, and it went right away. The first game against Philadelphia all the way through my six years there, it was, let's hoop. I've heard stories, Pat Riley, of course, coaching the Heat. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard stories where guys show up at practice, not doing what Pat wants. And if you're the star on the team, he will throw you out of practice. Of course. That's the way it's supposed to be. Did you ever experience that with him? No, because I always respected the coach. The coach, the way I grew up, I respected the coach. The coach is always right. Um, If he's wrong, you go in there and tell him that he's wrong and you talk to him behind closed doors. Um, if, but if he asks you a question in front of everybody, you got to answer it truthfully because that's the way you're supposed to be. And, and then if he had, if you all need to elaborate more, then you go behind closed door and elaborate more. But that's what I, I was accustomed to. And when it's time to practice, let's practice. No matter how long it is, no matter how, sh- how short it is, but he was the coach. And you got to respect the coach. And that's the way I was brought up. So it didn't bother me to practice. A lot of people say, you know, we practiced for for a long period of time. We didn't run that much. We mm-hmm. ran, but we ran hard. We did what we needed to do. We stayed in the condition. But we wasn't doing everything that everybody thought we was doing. You know, like, like we're going to run for two and a half. We wasn't running two and a half hours just straight. We was walking through stuff. We was um, doing five on zero, uh, uh, dummy offense, and stuff like that. We wasn't banging. We probably banged for 45 minutes, and that was it. Right. But but some people, I, I enjoyed it because I was prepared. I, I was ready to play. Uh, you know, it, it was good for me. I, I loved it. Would you pat your favorite guy to play for you put Don ahead of him? I love playing for both of them. They both yeah. Hall of Fame. I, ha- I played for three Hall of Famers. I played for Don Haskins, Don, Haskins, Don Nelson, and Pat Riley. It does. I mean, <laughs> I, they all taught me 
So you had a great relationship with Pat? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, your relationship with, with the coach is I'm the quarterback on the floor, so I have to have a, a good relationship with him yeah. f- for him to to have confidence in me to do what he wants me to do out there on the court for my team to have the best possi- possibility to go out there and win each and every night. And that's what I gave my team each and every night, the confidence and the ability to go out there and win. So that that era when you were playing with Miami, you are playing Chicago, that's when I first started get, to get to cover games. Okay. All right. So I go, I go in your locker room. You guys have lost, and I'm trying to go up to Zoe. <laughs> that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Zoe was straight intimidating. I'm 25, whatever I was, years old. Yeah. And he was, I mean, that was a hell of a competitor right there. Yes. Yeah, but but you know he he was mad because <laughs> Dennis Rodman was in his ear all the time. So he was he was kind of upset and and, and it, you know it, it, when when you're playing against Dennis Rodman, you got to be a different type of person to play against him. You can't you got to be from the streets. You got to be from the streets of Chicago or the streets of New York because that's the type of mentality you have to deal with each and every day, and you you can't let that affect you. And the guys that didn't grow up in that that era, that mentality, couldn't deal with his antics. So what would what would Robin do? Oh, Robin be you know talk to you, you in your ear, probably touching you on your chest or touching your butt, or, you know just 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 getting you out of your game. Whatever it was to get you out of your game and just thinking about him, yeah. he wins. He was great at it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, why not be great? My yeah. focus is for you. If I trip you twice, okay, he tripped. If you saw the championship game, one game he tripped Carl Malone twice. Tripped him twice. The referee was like, he faked like they got tangled up twice. He tripped him twice. And then Carl Malone tried to. He really, 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 really tried not to think about Dennis Rodman. But he could because Dennis would not let him stop thinking about him. That's when he got you. He would just invade your space. That's, he got you. Right. We had people like that playing against us every day, all the time. But you got to know how to beat them. You got to know when to, when to touch them up a little bit and when not to touch them up. And at that particular time, I, I don't think Alonzo or the mailman knew how to touch him up. And not get caught. Yeah. So you're you're saying what growing up on playing hoop yeah, here? Growing up playing hoop here. Yeah. In the streets. Right. In the parks. You know that that teaches you how to deal with a Dennis Rock. Yeah. Uh, where would you play most here? Oh man, I was we was all over the place. Cold Park on 83rd and King Drive, uh, South Shore Park at South Shore High School. Uh, you know Jeffrey Manor. The pocket. Um, we was just all over the place. 71st yeah. Street, YMCA. It was yeah. YMCA right there. Now it's a, a cultural center. We was just all over the place playing. Did you did you uh, have anything growing up? Or was, what, was, what was childhood like for you here? Oh, man, we grew up very tough. Yeah, I had my parents. Uh, you know, a lot of people had their parents. But, you know, it was gang, gangs and, and yeah. re- gangs recruiting you and and drugs and and all type of stuff going on and you had to have a tough 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 mind to understand that you 
you don't need to be in this and you don't need to be in that. You know, I'm not I'm not scared to say, yeah, I ran. You know, I ran from fights. I ran from gangs. I ran from three guys trying to catch me. I knew how to run, and I was fast at it with my ball in my backpack. All right, I knew how to survive. Yeah, I was run down alleys and hiding behind garbage cans. I was. I, I'm not afraid to say it because you had to survive. You know, you had to survive, and that's how you. Some grown ups wasn't around all the time to help you survive. Yeah, you were a little guy too, right? Right. We talking about seventh, eighth grade, freshman in high school, sophomore high school. You know, once you're away from the high school, once you're away from grownups, once you're away from authority, then you're on your own. Yeah. Then you got to, you know, watch your surroundings, understand where you at, what you need to do, what you don't need to do, how to get around, how to get home, you know, all that type of stuff. How'd you not get corrupted? I had a dad, you know, and he had two big giant fists and he said do you want to be with me or do you want to be with them so I chose to be with him <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's and, my, and, my, and I'm going to tell you this my dad had a lot a lot of friends around the city of Chicago that uh, watched out for me too you got to appreciate that no question that, that's big time yes. uh, all right let me uh, let me go back to that the, the heat in that era and and the battles with New York. I mean, I'm thinking about Jeff Van Gundy holding Zoe's leg. I, those that we're talking about some real basketball right there. No question. Uh, what like your favorite parts of like thinking back about that part of the career? Oh man, I know they got you three out of four in the playoffs. Yeah, part. they got us three out of four. Great times. Wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Played against them, what, three, four straight years? Wouldn't change for the world. It was great for basketball. Uh, the intensity level was high. The battles was fierce. It, I mean, I loved it. I don't know about other guys, but I loved it. Even though it, you know, it turned out them winning more than us, I just love the competitiveness and and, and, and and playing against those guys and and you know some I think a lot of us hate each other today. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say who do who do you hate most on that team? in a sports competitive hate way? A sports competitive hate way. I think if me and Chris Charles walked into place, we end up fighting <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but everybody else, I think we all got over it and, and we all cool with one another. But I think me and Chris Charles, I think we we we'd be. See, see, that's what I love about the era, too. I mean, I've I heard, you know, Scotty Pippen will talk about, if I saw Bill Lambert right now, I don't think I want to shake his hand. <laughs> that's true. That's I mean, true. Yeah, that's the way it is. But, I mean, I, you, you got to respect that. I do. And they, they, I mean, both parties has to respect each other. And I think they both respect each other. But I understand what Scotty's saying. And Bill probably feel the same way. Yeah. John Starks? Me and John Starks, we cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great competitor. Great competitor. Yeah. No question. We always great competitors. Yeah. 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 What about, uh, I, I was watching, uh, you remember you were on the ground. I think, I forget who was, who, who was uh, covering you, but he tripped you. You both, you both went down. You're on the ground. You're pissed. You spike the ball. You nail Patrick Ewing in the, in the face. 
it was an accident. Right, right. And, and you you uh, you kind of jumped up like, I'm sorry, Pat, Big Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, I don't know who that was. I mean, but it had to be against the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was an awesome, awesome time. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, – I want to talk – as we get past Miami, now, now we're on to the 2000 Olympics. Mm-hmm. Getting yourself a gold medal. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all almost lost to Lithuania. Yes, we did. Two-point yes, game. Two-point game. Yes, we did. Everybody was very, very, very nervous about that. <laughs> Everybody. It's still – and if you talk to the guys on the team, everything was going through their head like, we about to lose. But you know what? He put Antonio McDice in. Okay. Antonio McDice got that rebound, that offensive rebound. Put it back in for a three-point play, and we never looked back then. Do you remember the name of the dude who had 27 against you all in that game? No. So you, I'm looking at that roster. They're, they didn't have one NBA guy. No. But you know what? They played hard. Okay. They played hard, and they probably had the better chance of beating us than anybody else, and they kind of knew that too. Sarunas. Yeah. Y- Yaski Vishushis. I think, I think he played in the league once. Did he? Or Two years. Okay, I was like looking for where's where's Marshallonis, where's yeah, no, I mean, but no, none of those guys were no, there. Nope. This was and you had he had you. Now you were right back in your career, but we're getting towards it. But right, you had KG. Yep. Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen. Yep. Jason Kidd. Yeah. Zoe. Yeah. GP. Payton. Yep. Yep. I mean, this Steve is Steve Smith. Yeah. 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 I mean, real. This is you know, and a lot ton of guys didn't want to play that year. I don't know why. I, you There's know so many, so many, like Kobe could have, you know, a lot of tongue dudes. Uh, I, I, I don't think. Oh, is it not? Am I, do I have it yeah, wrong? Yeah, I don't think Kobe came then. Was he in the league? Yeah, he was in the league. He was but I don't, the league? Think, I don't think he was chosen to come and play okay. at, at that particular time. I think they knew that he had some more years to go. And I think that um, they they wanted that core. Because you know it's it's a, it's a committee that that picks and chooses the team and and try to get people on there that never had a chance to win and, and should be on the team. So you hold that gold medal, no question. I see it. I'm proud of it. Yeah, very proud of it. It's awesome. No, it's it's better than awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's better than awesome, man. And and I think everybody that that has a goal. Loves they go. Not everybody get a go. Are you you still hang around the team, right? I saw, I saw you, uh, you took some videos in Australia. Yeah, yeah. We 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 um they brought myself and and um Allen up there uh, and um not Ray Allen but uh from the Knicks Allen Houston Allen Houston yeah and we had a great time just going back there seeing the arena. You know what? When you sit in the stands, it don't even feel like that was the arena where we played at. But we we, we wasn't sitting in the stands; we was on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was great times, and uh, and we enjoyed it. And we you know we we really didn't get to see the city the way we wanted to see the city when we was there in two thousand. But when we was back about three or four months ago, we saw the city, and it was it was it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful, and it brought back so many memories. 
so many. So it, it was great to get back because I haven't been back since, but it was great to get back. I'll get to your son in one, in one second. He was in his eighth year in the league, which is crazy. Seven. So seventh. Yeah, don't be trying to put okay, me okay, 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 seven. okay, seven. <laughs> my, 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 I apologize. I apologize, Junior. My bad. Uh, I want to do 90s point guards. Yourself, GP, Jason Kidd, and then you got a lot of guys. Uh, you talk – Oh, 90s, okay, yeah. He, Jason Kidd did come in the 90s, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm cheating there a little bit. KJ? It's no question. KJ, Rod Strickland. Mark Price? Mark Price. Uh, who who was your toughest competition? A lot of, I'm lot taking of, Magic out of it. Yeah, well, he retired, well, retired in 91. Ma- Ma- Magic was a, a 6'9 right. guy, but he's still a point guard. You're right. My toughest, I think my toughest competition Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland. A lot of people they 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 underrate Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland was a hell of a point guard, and he could do a lot of things that other point guards couldn't do. And he had a a, a different type of game that that a lot of point guards didn't have. And but he just he he I didn't think I, I think at when he's with the San Antonio Spurs, I think that he didn't fit. He didn't fit with John Lucas and what he, and what John Lucas wanted him to do. You gotta let him freelance. You gotta let Ross Strickland come down, run the team, but you gotta let him do what he wants. You know how he wants to do it because he that dude. <laughs> I listen, you don't have to sell me. I, I remember him at DePaul. He mm-hmm. was preposterous. I remember him coming in the league. He was backing up Mark Jackson with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him as much when he played for Portland, but like, no feel for the game. Yes, he had great feel for the game. A lot of people is is snoring, not sleeping, <laughs> snoring yeah. on Ross Strickland. Yeah. Uh, did you hate Stockton? No, I did not hate Stockton. Really? Stockton. I love playing against Stockton. Stockton was a great competitor. I mean, dirty though, right? Um, or was, you wouldn't, you wouldn't who call was, him that. Who was, who was not dirty? Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Everybody was dirty. Who talked the most? Is that is that Gary? Gary Payton. Uh, Mike didn't talk as much as you, everybody thought he talked. Uh, Gary talked a lot. I talked not as much as Gary, but okay. I talked. Um, and that was about it. Like, like, you know, a lot of people really didn't talk. Who did you? Uh, who could you get under their skin the most by when you were opening up the mouth, and getting them off their game? Uh, you, you know, you get a lot of people off their game. You know, you got to you got to know who to talk to and how to talk to them. You wouldn't talk to me or Mike or <laughs> GP because that'd get us going. Right. So you had to, you know, you had to pick and choose who you wanted to talk to. You know, I, I didn't talk to. Kevin Johnson, because he, you know, we, we, it'd just be a one on one game with me and him on the court all the time. And they have to call the timeout and say, this is not about you all. So, uh, it's just, just had to know who to talk to. I, I got you both in the Hall of Fame. Who's that? You and Kevin. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it's not up to me, it's, it's up to the powers that be. And I don't know who they are. <laughs> And I just, you know, I just leave it alone. 
We got two out of three from, you know. Of course. Run TMC in there. Run TMC. I got Sharunas Marcellonis, Zoe. You know, it's a lot of people. Does it bother you? Nah. It did. It did, but now it don't. Okay. They really don't. We got, uh, you know, I I think I got one thing that might be holding you back on, on getting in there. And I'm going back to December 27, 1991. You guys are playing the Timberwolves. <laughs> Tim Hardaway shot 0 for 17. 0 for 17. We won the game. I had 10 assists. Yep. That's okay. Yep, I had 10 assists and about eight boards that game. Yeah, but we won. The bad thing about that game is, I'm going to tell you this. I was, I stole the basketball. And I was dribbling down the court, and I, and I was by myself. And I was thinking, I'm not going to make this shot. I'm thinking, I'm about to miss this layup. That's all I was <laughs> thinking. I'm about to miss this layup. I'm about to miss this layup. And I missed the layup. But it's a color, I guess, that Minnesota put they, they put in their locker room. It was a color. I want to say it was pink or some type of color that's supposed to make you, uh, what I want to say, real mellow. Uh huh. Real, just mellow. I, I don't know the, the color, but I was like, oh, that's some BS, you know. Don't worry, I'm not. They said, Tim, you need to get out the room. I was like, I'm cool because I never go out there and shoot before the game. And, okay. and then they was right. That color did make me. Subpar and, and real mellow and not sleepy, but it would just calm me all the way down. So it, it's like almost hypnosis. Yeah, that 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 happened to me, like put me in another frame of mind and not even playing basketball. So it worked, but we still won the game. But I, I was like, y'all was right about this color. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's who knew Minnesota had strategy. That, that, that was strategy. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what we said. This is strategy to make people not go out there and play the way they're supposed to play. Yeah. Uh, I, want, I want to address this real quick here. You 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 were on Dan Lambertard's show in 2007, uh, said some things that you've apologized for a zillion times. You've done uh, work with the Trevor Project. You've done work with Yes Institute. You were so super supportive of Jason Collins. You have been doing stuff in the state of Florida. Uh, is that still following you? I believe so. Yes, it is. You, yeah, no question, it is. I mean, what, what, what more? It's you know, people make don't. Uh, no one's perfect in life. If you go no back, question. I mean, if if you go back to my worst day, I'm probably I, I probably I'm, I'm they're gonna walk me out of here right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So right. so I mean, I, let, I, let I did, it, you know I I did all I can do. I, I you know and I just leave it alone and um. And I go keep living life the way I suppose to live life, and, and keep keep it moving. Well, I mean, I just wanted to bring it up because I, I appreciate how you have stepped into it and, and tried to do do what's what's better for the world and, exactly. and, and for yourself. It's not it's well, not just it's not, just it's not just selfish either. So, thank you. Uh, I want to talk about your son. <laughs> Seven years in the league is crazy. Yes, it is. Yes, I mean, it is. I, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, seven years he's been in the league. Seven years. Wow. I thought it was like eight myself, yeah. but I was like nine, seven years. So, what's it like for you to see him out there? He's, I mean, he's last year he averaged nearly twenty a night. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is—he's uh, having a great career. Yes, he is having a great career, and um, 
I enjoy watching them play. I enjoy being at the games. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I I just enjoy it. I'm, I'm like reliving my life over again. You know, but I'm just ecstatic for him, and and, and I like I said, I enjoy watching. What do you think of that guy who's playing with Luca? Whew, I'm gonna tell you this. No question, MVP, top three guy in the league. Uh, it just knows how to play the game. Just have a great feel for the game. Yeah. But you know, we gotta also understand he's been playing professional basketball since he was 14. So. At a young age, he's been playing against grown men yep. for quite some time, and he's been learning from them. And with his dribbling skills that he has, and you know, he's not fast, he's not mobile, he's not athletic, but he just gets the job done. And and he, and, you know, he's averaging a triple double. I don't even think the shot looks very pretty. Uh, is that too harsh? Yeah, that's harsh. I think his shot is pretty. I oh. think his shot is pretty. He just don't get off the ground. Well, he doesn't. You know, he, lose. He, he's not jumping. Like it takes know, him a second to get rid of yeah, that. Yeah, like. but, but but you know what? He knows how to get rid of it. He knows when to get rid of it, and he just knows how to shoot the ball. I mean, he's and when he gets to the rim, he knows how to you know maneuver. So he just he just seems like he's just gracefulness out there. And he and that and that's just a tribute to his IQ and, and, and learning from when he was 14 years old all the way up until he got drafted to the NBA. Yeah. Well, right, we're rewind back to your son's 14. Mm-hmm. He's playing high school games. I'm reading how <laughs> you guys, you'd be driving him straight silence in the car. You're going to, you're going to play right. We're not going to talk. And you're putting your cover in your hand in your face. But then eventually you're like, Oh my God. I should be my son's dad and not his coach. I think that most parents can relate to this, even though they didn't play in the league. They want so much for their kid, and they and they've yeah. got ideas of how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was really separating the family. I was really separating the family, and I really didn't realize what I was doing until I stepped back and I shut up. And I just watched him play. And after he played, I said, you know what, Tim? I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to talk to you about your games. I'm not going to talk to you about what you need to do and how you need to do it. I'm going to let you come to me and talk to me because, first of all, I'm dividing up the family. And I want you to come and watch basketball games with me. I want you to sit with me and watch games or sit with me and we could talk, sit with me and we could just, you know, do whatever. But I'm, I'm taking that away from you because you don't want to be with me. And I, and I don't, I don't, I don't want that. So I, I stepped back and I let him start playing and I didn't say anything to him. You know, I probably say good game or shake that one off, let it go. It'd be another one. And that was it. And he saw that I was I was going I, I I was doing what I said I was going to do. And that's how I guess he started having fun again, started enjoying the game again, and I wasn't in his ear all the time. So as parents, I, I advise you, your kid, you 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 grow up your kids or you, you bring them up in a way 
where you wasn't brought up. And that's what you want for them. But we can't teach them exactly what we was taught. You got to let them grow up. And the only way they're going to grow up is to learn on their own, like we learned on our own. So as they play in sports, slack up off them. <laughs> let them have fun. Let them enjoy themselves. Don't put any pressure on them, like I was putting pressure on my son. Let them enjoy it, and they're going to learn from it, and they're going to be happier out there playing. Because believe me, if they get in that car with you and you steady on them every day, every day, every day, after every game, after every game, that's going to tear them down and that's going to discourage them of playing the game that they love. So you got to let that go. You got to check yourself and you got to step back, even though it might hurt you. <laughs> believe me, it hurt me. I had to bite my tongue a bunch of times and I still do have to bite my tongue. But it's better for the relationship. It's better for the family. Uh, and I'll give my own two cents on it. Not that I'm, I'm not a parent yet. Hopefully, maybe one day we'll get there. Well, hopefully. But so I think you just have to, like, if you're going to go watch your kid play, you got to know that you're going to want to, A, yell at your kid, B, <laughs> yell at the other kids out there, C, yell at the referee, D, probably yell at the coach. All that's going to come up. And you just got to know that's going to be there. And like, I'm going to let that go when that happens. Like, it's a, it's like you're, you got to prepare for feeling that way because it's going to exactly. happen. It's, it's normal. Gonna, it's going to happen. And yeah. it's normal. And, you know, another thing, parents, don't be up to referees. Leave the referees alone. <laughs> All right? Leave that alone. Leave the referees alone. It's not that serious. But I tell you this. You have to, you have to understand that whatever you do in your actions being shown that your your kid is being shameful of you. He's being embarrassed. Yeah. You know, and you have to really understand it. You you're not hurting yourself, you're hurting your, your baby. And that's the last thing you want to do is hurt your baby. Because people people are cruel out here. And his friends, or he thought who his friends were, or you know, somebody from another team could be saying something about you all in the stands to him, and that might bother him while he's playing the game. So you have to conduct yourself accordingly and not embarrass him and not give people other people motivation to to uh to try to hurt his feelings. Yeah, it's great stuff. I appreciate you sharing. Uh two uh two current things. Miami, this team right now. Real, okay, so what, what do you think? The, what do you think the ceiling is for the Heat right now? Oh man, it's, it's wide open. It's wide open. They, they, they. Really, the expectations for for them was was nothing. Right. Nothing. But the identity of the Miami Heat has come from back from where it was. Jimmy Butler has instilled that in all these guys today. And he's not out there ridiculing anybody. He's not out there pointing fingers at anybody. He's not out there, you know, chastising anybody or yelling at anybody. He's out there coaching these young guys yeah. and having them play better and bring and bringing the culture of the Miami Heat back 
of about working hard, being in great condition, um, playing hard. Don't let nobody exceed your energy or your effort each and every night. And the way we gonna win is by playing defense and rebounding the basketball. <clears throat> and we know we can put the ball in the basket, but that's not that's where we're not gonna win. We're gonna win on stopping people. And that's what they what they hard had on. And I and I and I mean, if you watch them play, they don't only pass the ball around and and make people play defense. They pass it and know who's going to shoot. Know when they're going to shoot, setting picks for the shooters, um, running plays for the shooters, and and Jimmy Butler, they know he's the man, but he 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 facilitates a lot of that. And Kendrick Nunn, Southside, yeah, Chicago guy, love how he's playing. He's playing with a toughness, and he know, and he's playing like he knows he belongs, which he does. And I'm very happy for him, playing with a lot of confidence. I, I was shocked that Jimmy ended up there, but I think we was all shocked Jimmy ended up there. I think yeah. I think it was talk that he could go to Miami, but I we didn't think that it was going to be real that he was going to go to Miami. That was a big bet on himself. I, I thought it was a baller move. Like, okay, I could try to go out to play play in the Clippers or wherever, or, or stay in Philly. I'm gonna I'm gonna get as much money as I possibly can, and I'm gonna bet on myself that I can still carry a team. I think he didn't want to go play with anybody. I think he wanted his own team and, and call it his own. Which this is his own team. And if you look at it, they all defer to him, but he defers back and he gives it to the right people at the right time. Yeah, well, he, Jimmy's clearly learned a ton in his career from no question. Chicago and Philly. No question. So well, let's wrap on, on your Warriors. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's tough times right now. Tough, tough. So well, here, let's rewind back a little bit. When, when you think of, of Steph and you compare him to your era and where he fits, I mean – Yourself, let's let's go even back. Let's 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 throw Isaiah in the mix too. We have John in there. Uh, how do you think he? How do you think he matches up? Well, first of all, he wouldn't be shooting them long shots because his guys on your team be like at timeouts, be like, "Look, man, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not gonna be running up and down the court. And you shooting these long shots and and doing this or at halftime. You know, I, I'm saying it nicely. They'd be cursing, cursing them out. Yeah. So uh, I think that. In our era, he would have been all right in our era. He because he would have been playing, you know, to get to the NBA. He would have been playing. He would have got beaten up. He would have got shoved, and it would have been his determination to get over that and 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 to and to exceed what he needed to exceed to make it in the NBA. So. Um, you know, they say Steph is not tough enough. Steph is very tough, very tough. Uh, what two ankle operations, and then you—it's you, all negativity. Did we? Why did we choose him? Why did we do this? He, you know, whatever. He came back and showed them why why he was chosen. He came back and showed them why he 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 he's supposed to be here, and that's you know I commend him for that. I remember when he signed, I think it was a four-year contract. I think they gave him $44 million. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
are you all nuts? That dude's going to break down. <laughs> <laughs> that one worked out all right for Golden State. It, it worked, you know why it worked out all right for him? Because he knew what he needed to do to get himself to come out there and play the way he played. He, he worked on his on his game, not, not his game. He worked on his physical attributes during the summer to get stronger, to get better, to get in better shape, to come out and show people that they're wrong of me. And this is why I should be here. And now they know, two-time MVP, three-time NBA champion. I don't want to go too tall, but – I mean, I've watched him warm up at like four in the afternoon before a seven o'clock game. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen anybody shoot at that pure. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been at a shoot around, and they, you know, they have it on, you know, YouTube or Instagram or whatever at times. But I, I, I haven't seen his regiment at shoot around at home. It's um, it's something on a on a on the regiment of Chris Mullen. He reminds yeah. me of Chris Mullen, how Chris Mullen went about his business shooting the ball and running around and doing, you know, dribbling and stuff like that for about it's, it, and it's only for about, you know, a good 30, 40 minutes. Right. And and then he's off the court and then come back and, and just shoot. And Chris didn't go out there and shoot. He just came in and got ready. But but he but before at home and shooting around, he, he got some real good shots up. So yeah, I mean, he he Steph is special, and uh, I never seen nobody shoot the way him and Clay shoots the ball. A catch and shoot player like Clay. Sometimes Clay don't. Even, I, he he get the ball and then I'm like, how did you see the rim? I mean, how, you you you. I'm like, dude, you didn't even did you catch the basketball? So I mean, they they they. It's amazing on, on how they can shoot the ball. Why, why do you think it went sideways with KD? Maybe it was not even sideways, but why, why do you think his, his time in his mind was up there? I I don't know. I'm not in there. I mm. really don't know how it is and what went down. Uh, but you know when he's when he's when he was talking on um, first take, he said, you know what was bothering him and what was going on. He said, you know, they didn't like for him to go one-on-one -on -one as much. They wanted him to move the ball. His game is one-on-one. -on -one. You know, some Draymond Green stuff that went down, that had something to do with it. Um, so he, that's what he was saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's what he said. So, um, you know, I mean, I, it's probably a lot of other stuff. I, I don't know, but uh, he he's happy. You got to respect it. Sure. You got to respect that. You know, why – Ka Kawhi Leonard leave. You know, you can have everything sure. in the world in Toronto, but he wanted to get home to LA. And, and, and I mean, you, you got to respect that. Yeah. I, it was as a fan, well, as a fan, I would rewind it all the way back. I didn't, I never wanted him to leave OKC. Correct. That was correct. That was a great rivalry. No question. Yeah. No question. Great to see you. Nice to see you too. And I appreciate it. Yeah. Ton of fun. Five time all-star. First team NBA, killer crossover, number 10, Tim Hardaway. Get him in the Hall of Fame. Great to see you, Timmy. Thank you. Nice to see you, too.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.